Welcome to the Not So Simple Life. Meet your hosts, Kylie Vanami and Sophie Longford. These two fashion models are talking all things wellness, beauty, fashion, and all the not so simple things in between. Let's get into it. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to the Not So Simple Life. Today's interview is an amazing one, especially for those of you in your 20s and just trying to figure your life out. We are joined by a fellow Texan, Kenzie Elizabeth. Yes, we are. Kenzie is the host of the I Love You So Much podcast, and she just recently launched her new clothing line called The O Kind. She's seriously just such a go-getter. She's been hustling since her early days when she was on YouTube. We are just covering so many different topics in this episode, and I feel like you guys are really going to be able to relate to the conversation, so I'm excited to get into it. I love it. Well, this is our holiday episode. It is the month of December. Christmas is coming up, and I am so excited. Do you have anything planned for the holidays yet? Well, I do have plans to go home to my family, but I am always pretty last minute with all of my plans, all of my gifts, just about everything. But I have already started the Christmas music. It is getting cold in New York. Speaking of Christmas music, what's your go-to favorite Christmas song ever? Ooh, maybe it's cold outside. I don't know if that's the title, but you know what song I'm talking about. Uh Uh-huh. I love. I love. Like we're rocking around the Christmas tree party up. What else is that? That is a good one. Well, of course, Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is. I've ruined that song for myself because I performed that when I was like 11 years old in like a girl band at school. So every time I hear it, I just cringe. Oh boy. Well, that's (laughs) a shame. That's such a good one. But you know what? I am being really lazy with Christmas decorations this year. I am either all in or all out. And this year, I don't know. I'm just, I guess all my stuff is in storage as it always is. I don't know. I'm just not in the mood to decorate this year. I'm such a Scrooge. I'm going all in. I'm ready. Love it. I've been shopping for the last three weeks for decorations and fairy lights. Such a vibe. Oh, so good. Well, I think going into the Christmas holidays, something I want to encourage all of you to do Uh, is support small businesses. There are so many incredible small businesses out there who have such amazing products and it's just nice to support those businesses instead of big companies like Amazon and department stores and this and that support small. And especially myself as a small business owner of Undo the Booze, it would just literally mean the world for me to have great sales during the holidays. And I assume every small business feels that way. Kinsey just launched her clothing line and I'm sure she would so appreciate the business. Sophie would love for her subscriptions to come in hot, gift somebody a monthly subscription for them to work out all year long. Let's support small this season. Absolutely. It makes such a difference. And I feel like it's so cute when you find something that is from a small business and it's like a little bit more unusual and unique. If I give something that I just found like from Zara or from like something that everyone knows, I don't feel like it's as special. Totally. Yeah. It looks like you put more thought into it almost, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And you can tell them, oh no, I found it on this website. Da, 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 da. Like people appreciate that. It reminds me of that episode from Friends. Do you remember when Phoebe was like really anti-Pottery Barn and Rachel went and brought like that I think it was like a dining table and she found out Potty Bun and she had to pretend she got it from like a flea market. Love it. I'm guessing you I, didn't see this episode. <laughs> I never watched Friends. Don't come for me. Oh my, but what the fuck are you doing with your life? Okay, well, go and watch it right after this. Isn't that such a big commitment? That's like months and months of shows. No, like is, it, you don't have to watch it in order. I've watched it so like sporadically and it's still just as good. All right. Well, maybe, maybe I'll be that bored, but While we're talking small businesses, let's just chat women supporting women in general. I think since you and I have both launched our business, we have really felt the support from some angles and from some women. And then we've really felt kind of a cold shoulder from Mm -hmm. others. I just want to say like in business and in life and in personal situations, like support the women around you because nothing feels better than to feel supported by you know, other women who are trying to build you up and nothing actually feels worse than when you are expecting or hoping for support from another woman around you and you just straight up don't get it. Like it's Mm -hmm. a really big polarizing difference from one end to the other, right? 
we've definitely both experienced that recently. I'm noticing who my real friends are, that's for sure. It's crazy to me. Like if someone I cared about started something new or was successful in something, I'd be so happy for them. And I'd want to do nothing but support them. And I feel like with so many people, it's the complete opposite. Like as soon as I start doing something or it becomes successful in one way or another, people just seem pissed off. Isn't it crazy how when you start a new chapter in your life, whether it's starting a new business or moving to a new place or whatever, making a big change in your life, how you see things so differently. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's going to be a big theme in today's episode because Kenzie's going to talk about just being in your 20s and finding yourself. So like for you and I, Sophie, this new chapter of starting a business, like we're just getting some different perspectives on how we see the things around us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But if any of you are listening out there and you have a friend who started something new or is like going down a new path, support them, make them realize that you actually give a shit because that is what's going to seal their friendship. 100%. But I am so excited to get Kenzie on here. What do you think? Yes, let's get Kenzie on the show and get into this very exciting conversation. All right, everyone, we are joined by Kenzie Elizabeth. Kenzie, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, can we start this episode off by having you introduce yourself and telling us a little bit about your career and how you got into the influencer slash podcast space? So I started on YouTube when I was 16, so nine years ago now. I'm just starting off doing like typical vlogs, routine videos, honestly, the exact same videos that I make now. I was really focused on YouTube at the time. Obviously, there wasn't like TikTok or anything like that. And and the word Mm -hmm. influencer didn't exist then. Mm -hmm. I ended up moving out to LA. I graduated high school early and I started college out there. Um, When I was in LA, I ended up starting my podcast with Dear Media. And that was four years ago now. Um, I'm back in Dallas. I now have a clothing brand, The O-Kind. And yeah, I'm podcast influencer, host, all the things. How do you find yourself splitting your time between YouTube and podcasting nowadays? YouTube is a little bit different because YouTube is like my 20, like it's 24 seven. Like I have like my vlog camera literally right here. It's like, I'm filming everything. So I, I, YouTube is like every single day. And with podcasting, I batch record. So like, I'll go to New York or LA or whatever for like a week and just record straight for like two months of content. So it just depends. And then obviously I do have things like during the week for podcasting. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the week. YouTubing almost just like never stops, right? It's yes. just something. I will say my podcast there. is a lot bigger though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And podcasting, so many people do not know that there's so much that goes into it as well. Mm-hmm. But I know you are in Dallas. I am a fellow Texan as well, but you also spend a ton of your time in New York City in LA. I would love to just dive right into that and just hear your thoughts as someone in their mid 20s, like what you think of Dallas and, you know, what's your comparison between New York and LA? Are you happy where you're at? Would you go to one of these cities full time? I want to get all your thoughts. So I lived in LA for five years and I really, I thought I liked it while I was there. I didn't have complaints about the city. Now that I've lived in Dallas, my life is substantially better. I would never, you couldn't pay me to move back. Like there's just no way. It's just not the city for me. I love New York. I wouldn't, like, I feel like if I didn't love my life in Dallas so much, that's probably where I would, New York or Nashville but Dallas is just such a good city for your 20s and it's so friendly and there's so much that's come here. I grew up north of, like in the suburbs and I had no idea. Granted, a lot of it wasn't here then, but I had no idea like what Dallas proper actually had and just the community of people. But I love it. I think it's an incredible city for your 20s. It's fun. It's more affordable than the big cities. And then it's just, it's so like community driven and there is something for everyone. So I like love Dallas. Which suburb? McKinney. McKinney. Okay. I grew up in Denton. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Very close to each other. I feel like trying to find the perfect city to live in your 20s is such a hard thing to find. Like I've been all over the world. still think New York's my favorite, but when people ask me, where do you want to live? I have no idea. Like, it's such mm. a difficult question for me. Dallas, I haven't tried, though. Dallas is fun. Also, it's convenient because I've already done five years in L.A., so I have all those relationships and everything. I don't feel like I need to be there, especially with podcasting. Like, I'm still meeting all the people and stuff. Like, I think it would be different had I not had that, maybe. But also, like, I just have realized how great Dallas is, and it's worked out for me. But with that being said, like, I've established 
a career and a lot of the like connections and things that I would have needed in LA already. Mm -hmm. But that's like for my specific career path. Yeah. I feel like that is a common struggle though. People in their twenties always don't know where they want to be. And it's something that I think so many people are always questioning if they're in the right place, doing the right thing. Do you find that with your friends as well? I don't have a single friend who doesn't want to be living in Dallas, to be honest with you. I do have friends who feel that way about LA and New York more so. And I think that's just because you typically aren't like, actually, I really don't know what I really don't know what that is. The reason I'm so vocal about loving Dallas though is because I felt like, especially in the career path I was in, that the only options in the world are if you have to live in LA or New York and it just isn't true. Like you can live elsewhere. But yeah, I I honestly do not have a single friend in Dallas that doesn't want to live here now that I'm thinking about it. I've met like three people in the last month who've all moved out of LA and gone either to Miami a few of them have moved to Paris and all three of them have said the same thing that they're just happier not being in LA I don't know what it is I feel like there's a stigma around it where everyone's quite fake do you think that's reality so like well I don't love LA I'm not an LA hater and I don't dislike LA for a lot of the reasons that people would expect like I don't feel like obviously the way I view LA is like LA operates in extremes So you either have really, really, really good people or really, really, really bad people. And that's like really easy to see in like dating because the guys who suck are the worst people you've ever met in your life. But even just friends, like I had amazing friends. Like I've met some of my best friends there and I had a really good group around me. Um, My life was just different there. I was different there. And I think I was like on a hamster wheel nonstop and I didn't realize it until I left. And just leaving was the best thing I ever did. I didn't even leave. I like kind of left on accident. Because of COVID? Well, no, I bought a house February, 2020. And then I thought I was going to split my time. I had really good deal on my rental house in LA. And then COVID happened and I was like, I don't want to go back. So like kind of, but I was already moving here part-time anyways. And then I just did Mm full-time. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's definitely a tough city and I made it work and I really liked it when I left. It wasn't until I was gone that I realized like, oh my God, I'm so much happier. I didn't realize how much like anxiety I constantly felt. Mm. Well, so much of your brand is focused around figuring out life in your twenties. So let's dive a little bit more into this. So what has your journey looked like in the past few years? I feel like A lot of it has been around identity or what I want to do. I am an Enneagram three, like the overachiever. I've always been, I struggle very heavily with anxiety and my anxiety has always driven me. Like I've been working for a decade. Like I've, I am an overachiever and I like want to get things done. And if something's not right, I want to fix it. Like, like in an unhealthy way. So when I got to like 23 and I was like I have literally no idea what I'm doing I'm so confused like I don't even know what I want I don't like I just constantly felt like I was stressing myself out about like making the wrong decision which like doesn't really exist and obviously anyone who's older will tell you like you don't need to have anything figured out but you have to realize that yourself and so Mm -hmm. as someone who was like more high strung and felt like I needed to know everything and I needed to achieve x y and z by 25 or you know these stupid like pressures that we put on ourselves that are from society, but we also are putting onto ourselves. I just had like a freak out. Like my 23rd year, I had this like full identity crisis and I was so like stressed out and down and it took a while. Like I did a lot of things to get better and now I'm in a much better place. But I started talking about it on the podcast. I had someone on Jessa Hastings, who's an author actually, but a very good friend of mine. And that's who I was going to at the time being like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I had her on the podcast just being like, maybe people will like this episode. I don't really know. And it to this day is probably everyone's favorite episode. And so that's kind of where we steered into like navigating your twenties. Cause I realized like people aren't really talking about it like that much. Mm -hmm. Well, do you also, I hate to bring it back to Texas again. We do have a lot of Texas listeners here, but where I grew up in Denton, which is very similar to where you grew up, a ton of my friends, I'm 25 as well, have literally got their dog, had the babies, got the mortgage, this and that. So like when I look at my life in comparison to my friends at home, yes, in some sense, it does feel like, wow, like they are completely settled and I'm on a completely different path. But I know there's pros and cons to each path. Do you feel like that's, you know, something in your life as well that you notice? So weirdly enough, I don't have a single friend who's even dating. 
I don't have a single friend who's gotten married. I don't have a single friend who's had a baby. So everyone yeah. assumes that because of Texas. McKinney is very weird. Like my friends and I talk about this all the time. A lot of, most of my friends that I hang out with are from McKinney. And we're like, it's, it's very rare that someone does that earlier in life. So I feel lucky in that sense, because I'm sure it would have made it worse. It was really just all self-induced. It wasn't about comparing myself to my friends here because we have such different life paths and careers anyways. Yeah. It was more so like, I need to have a book deal. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like, it's such a weird path that I, I constantly feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And that I think also comes with being your own boss because like, there's not someone who's telling you if you're doing a good job or giving you like a review of some sort. So it was more so me just putting a lot of pressure on myself and feeling like I had to achieve the world by 25. And then after that, my career was over, which is like so false. And like, it literally doesn't matter. But weirdly (laughs) enough, I don't have, and I'm talking out of like a large group of people. Like I have actually one, I have two friends out of like probably a circle of like 30 that are even dating. It's very weird. Mm. Kylie and I both work in the modeling industry and we've always been told like when you turn 25 that's when your career stops you have to do everything before you turn 25 and for me that was like the most nerve-wracking thing but it's not true like everything's changing but everyone scares you with this number like as soon as you turn this this is going to happen or as soon as you turn this it's too late for you I want to know do you still feel these pressures because you are so successful has those pressures kind of been lifted or are you still feeling the pressure to like over succeed all the time I still feel them it's it, I felt them since I was like a like a child like it's been the most like very consistent thing I just know how to deal with it better and I have a better perspective also like this is like stupid but Kris Jenner didn't even start her like career and what she's in now until she was 50 so like I just I'll think about people who didn't start things until like quote later in life and it, it really, I don't know, I just hate putting so much pressure on age. And like, I naturally do it. I think we all naturally do it. But it's something I try really hard to steer away from. I did an entire solo podcast episode on like people who achieve, achieved success later in life. Because I'm like, I'm just, I don't know, like, I don't want my life to be over by the time I'm 30. Like, that's so stupid. I want my career to like, just be taking off at that point. You know, like, there's going to be so many other things that I want to do and ideas and like, business things that like I don't even have an interest in now that I'm sure later will like be like my biggest passion. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's this podcast that I haven't listened to in a couple of years, but I remember like two years back, I thought it was so great. It was called second life. And it was just basically about people who like started a brand new, completely different career and reinvented themselves at 40 years old or whatever. And just kind of bringing perspective that like, it's not too late, you know? I love that podcast. Yeah, it's a good one. If you had any advice for the girl listening here right now who is in this like awkward phase where like she still hasn't found her passion, she still doesn't know where she wants to go and what she wants to do, what advice would you give her? Read The Defining Decade. That's a really good book. But I think the the thing that has helped me the most outside of therapy, if therapy is something that's accessible to you, I would definitely recommend. Things like BetterHelp make it a lot more accessible and affordable too. But I started doing this thing and I still do this where I wake up every morning and I do morning pages. It's a like concept from Julia Cameron and you wake up and you write three pages straight. And that was the best thing I ever did as far as like getting to know myself or figuring out what I wanted when I was so confused, making myself write for three pages. And sometimes I'm literally writing. I don't know what I want to write about. Like I have nothing to say, you know, until I think of something, but it pulled things out of my brain that I forgot. I even like wanted to do one day or things that were bothering me that I had literally no idea, but it was still like my subconscious and it was Mm -hmm. still somehow bothering me. Something that I hadn't worked through. Like I know myself so much better now doing that. And I notice a huge difference when I, you know, I'm not doing it for a few weeks and then I take, I start doing it again. I feel like I'm a lot more present and I feel a lot more like my, I have a lot more clarity, but morning pages, I'm not getting three pages every single morning. As soon as you wake up, it is the most helpful thing. And it's like so inexpensive. Happy holidays, everyone. Let's talk about something that's a bit naughty, but oh, so nice. Cocktails. It is that time of year where we all get to enjoy our favorite holiday boozy beverages. But let's be honest, we all tend to overindulge just a little bit during the holiday season. Nothing worse than waking up surrounded by friends and family and feeling hungover. Ugh. 
What if I told you I had the perfect fix for this holiday season? That perfect fix is called Undo the Booze. This is an all-natural, after-alcohol supplement that will help to prevent your hangover. Yes, you can have your fun now and feel good tomorrow too. You take this when you finish your last cocktail, and let me tell you, this will change the game for you. You will wake up and be like, what just happened to me? Did that stuff really work? It works wonders. This is perfect for that person that you never know what to gift during the holidays. It looks really cute to just put these little black packs into stockings. And let's be honest, I think we all just need to order it for ourselves to help get us through all of the holiday fun. Give the gift of no hangovers this holiday season. I've created an exclusive discount code for all of our listeners here at the Not So Simple Life. Use code SIMPLEHOLIDAYS at checkout for 10% off your entire order. That's S-I-M-P-L-E-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S, Simple Holidays at www.undosupplements.com for 10% off your entire order. No hangovers for anyone here this season. Now let's get back to the show. Mm -hmm. Are there any other non-negotiables in your life that you do to keep you happy and productive? Like any other steps in your morning routine that really help? Yeah, I'm really into working out. If I don't work out, it's it helps my anxiety so much. I am like not useful at all. Last week, I hurt my shoulder randomly and I couldn't work out for like four days. And I was like, I feel like I have really bad brain fog as is. And I have worse brain fog when I'm not getting some sort of movement. So I do a lot of like, I'll do like a morning walk and then I'll go. I've been weightlifting recently, which I really loved. I'll do hot Pilates, boxing. But I would say my number one would be working out. And then also I read a lot at night. Every single night I read before bed. I'm not on my phone. I put my phone down. I read for like an hour or two, sometimes more. And that helps me so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Working out for me is the most mindful thing ever. Like if I haven't started my day working out, then I'm not me for the rest of the day. It's such an important tool. I agree. And no offense to those people who work out late at night, but I don't know how you do it. I need that endorphin rush right in the morning, straight out of bed. But one other topic that I know you talk about often is not putting yourself in a box. So for anyone in their twenties who thinks they've maybe found something and it's working, but there's something else that strikes their attention. Do you have any tips that maybe you apply to your own life in terms of not putting yourself in a box and like continuing to push yourself? Yeah. For some reason, it makes me think of, you know, when you look at someone and they're wearing a really cool outfit and you're like, oh my God, I wish that I could wear that. I I wish I could pull that off. Mm -hmm. And like the art of pulling something off is just doing it because chances are, if you were wearing that outfit, people would feel the exact same way and think like, oh, that's cool. And it's just the fact that they're doing it. So I think, I think it's like as cheesy as it is, it's like, you just have to do things. But one thing that also from the defining decade that was very helpful, is the concept of identity capital and it was just the idea of like every interest that you have, it, it basically it makes identity capital. So then you kind of, you're like one person made of a lot of different interests and a lot of different hobbies in diving into that and allowing yourself to actually do it. Like I've always wanted to like ride horses. And I was like, this is something I would really actually like to spend time doing. So then I started doing it. As far as career goes though, like I, your career is a jungle gym, not a ladder. So you really have no idea where you're going to end up. I can't really speak for people in corporate because I'm not in corporate and I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to corporate. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a, I don't know, I feel like this actually could apply to everyone, but especially if you're in a more, like a more unique field, I think looking at your career as a jungle gym and not a ladder is very helpful and trying out different things. And again, like we are talking about, like we even saying, like, oh my God, I feel like things are over by 25. Like when we hear that at 30, we're gonna be like, oh my God, that's so stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I put that pressure on myself, but just allowing yourself, I think it's like allowing yourself the freedom to even dive into other interests that you have or not have it all figured out by 25, which like none of us should have. I'm 25. I don't have it figured out. Like none of us should have it figured out at that point. I think a lot of it though, is giving yourself the freedom. Yeah. I love that. Well, we know you're a very social girl, but you also work your ass off. So walk us through what a chill work day looks like for you and what a fun weekend looks like for you. 
So my work days are different every day. I always, I wake up, I go on a walk. Recently I've started running and then I'll go to a workout class. I'll be done with that. Come home, make breakfast, coffee. Um, and then I'll start working. It really just depends on what I'm doing that day. It could be, I don't record like virtually for my show. So I'm not ever recording like at home anymore. I'll record like intros, outros and ads, but I'll work on like podcast outreach, a lot of emails, a lot of deals, filming, um, working on the Okine. I mean, it really just depends on the day. And I do try to stop working by like six. And then that's when I wind down, I'll cook from home, which has been another like really mindful thing that's helped me a lot. And I will literally go to bed at 8 p.m. if I can. So then I'll get in bed at least at eight and start reading. But like an actual work day, it's very, it just depends on the day. Yeah, I found I'm my happiest and most productive when I put pretty strict boundaries around just like when I'm going out and when I'm staying home. Like I am so happy to be so chill Monday through Thursday. Like I know I miss out on a lot of things and I will go to the things I really want to go to. But if I can just have four chill days inside alone with myself, I feel like I'm just a better person. And I just feel like those boundaries have made such a difference in the balance in my life. Do you have any boundaries like that? Like, how do you like to, you know, define social life, work life? So with the exception of like a couple of friends that are like my best, best friends that take no social energy from me. I don't see anyone besides if we're like working out together from normally it's typically the winter and fall is a little bit different just because sports are different here. Our lives are different, whatever. But typically I would say like Sunday to Wednesday or Thursday, I like don't leave my house besides like working out and working. And then I will go like crazy on the weekends and be with my friends. But with that being said, I do have like three or four friends that like, again, require no social energy that I'll see or like go to dinner with or whatever. But even that, it's pretty rare. Like, I'm normally home at least Monday through Wednesday night. And, like, I see no one. I do nothing. I recharge. I'm very, very outgoing, but I'm actually an introvert. So I need I need time by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize just how introvert that I was until lockdown came. And I was at home for, like, six months. And I was like, I love this. This is amazing. Same. I was like, I'm thriving. Yes. And there was no one else was going out. So there was no FOMO. So I actually had like the best time. I was like, I wish we had this like once a month, you know, like just like a week where no one went out and we could just sit at home and do absolutely nothing. It'd be the best thing ever. No FOMO. Yeah. That's that's what gets me. The FOMO is a killer for me. Same. The FOMO for me now. I started getting FOMO after the pandemic. I never, I had like JOMO or whatever. I did not care at all. I was so antisocial when I lived in LA. I was also just really busy. Like I, I didn't have an hour even to myself, but I developed FOMO after the pandemic. Yeah, me too. Really badly. I watched people like going to parties and stuff on my, on Instagram. It would kill me. I'd be like, I need to go out. Like I'm yeah. going crazy. I'm wasting away my life or my 20s or whatever. Yeah. But while everyone else was not going out, I was absolutely fine with it. Really liked it. Well, you've created such a loyal community around you. So were there any ways or techniques that you managed to do this that helped with it? So I wanted to create a community that wasn't just based on me. Like I needed the people in my community to then create communities within themselves. Cause like, if it's just me, it was like, what, what's kind of the point. And also it's not really like doing much for you. Cause like, I'm not like getting lunch with everyone all the time, you know? So I originally had a Facebook group and the Facebook group was like, okay. And that really helped. But what's really facilitated community has been this app Geneva And they do essentially like you have a home, which essentially you have a home and then you have a bunch of different rooms. It's like a big group chat that has been so helpful um, because it's like you typically if you follow the same influencer, you probably have something else in common. Like you have similar tastes or similar interests. So I have them like based on cities like the Dallas one is definitely the biggest, I'd say. And I meet girls out about all the time who like met their best friend from the app. So like when it came to like cultivating community, which like the thing that was the most important to me, it was really important to me to create a community that wasn't just based off me that would like, like survive and thrive without me being like there 24 seven. Like I wanted an actual community, not something that like revolved around me. Totally. Yeah. I've heard of Geneva a few times, so that's interesting, but what about outside of your community? So you have your people who have all the same like interests, but you do work in such a social space between podcasting, influencer and all of this. So how do you like to network outside of your circle? I am not intentional with networking 
at all. Like mm-hmm. I have, I'm just really outgoing. So I think I've gotten lucky, but like a lot of people, I've just genuinely be, fr- I've had the same YouTube friends since we started like nine years ago. And then we just met other people and become friends. If there's ever someone that I'm like posting with or whatever, like we're genuinely friends. I'm, I have an issue. Like I, I would like to be a little bit more like fake and like, I don't mean fake in a bad way. I mean like, and I guess that's a bad word to use for it, but like, I would like to be more networky. Like, oh, it's just beneficial for your career. It's an important thing to do. Like networking is not a bad thing. I am just not able to do it unless it is someone that I genuinely will like be friends with. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, the podcast is like the easiest way. I feel like I've been in rooms with people I would never normally be in rooms with because of the podcast. So accidentally, I've become very good at it. But I was always the friend growing up that was like the floater and the connector. Like I was never just only in one friend group. I've just always had like a bunch of different friends in different groups and then connected other people. So I was like doing it in like a friend way, but that's just like naturally how I am. I'm not good at networking in the sense of like, I need to go to this event and meet this person and do that. Like that gives me anxiety and I just, I can't do it. And I feel weird and I shouldn't feel weird because networking is a very important thing. And like a guy would not feel weird about that. But it's mainly just like, I'll make friends with people. So I feel like it probably looks like I'm good at it, but it's not, I'm not good at it intentionally. So relate. Oh my God. Well, I would love for you to share with us what the reality is like behind the life of someone who is self-employed and working in the podcast influencer space. Like, is it as glamorous as it looks or is there more challenges than people realize? I mean, I don't think it's like glamorous by any means. Like when I think glamorous, I think like, I don't know, like Paris Hilton or something. (laughs) I think people think it though. People think influencer life is so glamorous Mm -hmm. and just podcasting all of this meeting cool people it's really not as glamorous as it looks right yeah it's just like I don't know I'm I'm just like a really normal person who like all my friends have like a more traditional job like it's not I mean that there's amazing and cool perks that come from the job don't get me wrong but I wouldn't say like it's glamorous by any means Mm -hmm. um it is very cool and I'm very grateful and there's obviously other things that go on that people just like wouldn't realize and there's cons to every single job you'll ever have but overall it is like the coolest thing ever and I'm just like so grateful yeah no we always say the same thing and I would actually say even with modeling hair and makeup styling all this stuff like it doesn't exactly feel glamorous either but there's always pros and cons it always it's what we tell people but I'd like to dive into your health and wellness routines it's our favorite thing to chat about on the podcast so you mentioned you like to work out you mentioned you like journaling what are some other practices in your life that you feel like have just made all the difference and really help keep you on your a-game I'm super into the infrared sauna. That's been like one of my top things. I've started meditating recently. I'm like getting more into it. I use the superhuman app, but I go in love. I go in to the infrared sauna for 45 minutes and I'll either, I'll do a meditation in the beginning and then I'll typically read. Um, And then after I'll do cryotherapy. And when I do this, it takes an hour of my day. I am so productive after to the point where like, I actually think I could run for president. I get <laughs> so much more done. If I take an hour out of my day, even my work day to do that, I will get like three times what, I would, like I would get like three times more done that day versus a day that I gave myself the extra hour. It's mm-hmm. crazy what it does. And I'll do cryotherapy. Now I typically, I'll go into the like machine room box thing. It's basically a room where you go and it's like negative 140 degrees. I did that and I was terrified I was going to get stuck in there. Like I had this phobia that the door was going to freeze shut. I was like, I need to get out. The first time I did it, I was like, this is not for someone who's claustrophobic. And Mm -hmm. I even felt a little bit claustrophobic and I'm not at all. But I I had that thought and I was like, oh my God. But I just kept pushing myself to do it again. But I definitely was like, oh my God, this is a lot. Um, And I'll do that for three minutes and then I'll do red light sometimes. Reading is like a huge part of my wellness routine. Yeah. I'm like, really, I love wellness. Yeah. And the, I totally agree with the cryotherapy and cold plunging is nothing groundbreaking and it is catching traction, but there was an article that was written about me because I got into cold plunging during the winter out in the Hamptons. I would literally go into the ocean all winter long. And like, I always tell people this, like it is the best thing for your body, for your mind, everything. Like you just feel so alive after the cold and I recommend it to everyone. And I did cryo before. I feel like they're same, but different, but 
I'm also a massive fan. So what about beauty? I know red light kind of goes into the beauty aspect. Is there any beauty hacks that you're just like every single day you have to do them products you can't live without? Um, I'm trying to think of like actual, yeah, red light is a huge thing. And I do have like a red light mask too, that I find is really helpful. I get it's, I don't even know where it's from, honestly. It's just like one of the red light masks. And I have looked, I've tried to figure it out to link it so many times. And I've asked whoever sent it. I can't find it anywhere. So I do love a red light mask. I get, I've recently gotten into facials. I've been getting the skin better facial. Um, I go to the Thompson hotel in Dallas. You can use code Kinsey actually, and you get 20% off, but that facial, I'm not kidding, has like changed my life. Um, and then I have a pretty simple skincare routine recently. I've been using summer Fridays. I love their, their face oil, the like 16 heavenly glow face oil, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I love that oil. And I wear Supergoop sunscreen like every single day. I've worn Supergoop sunscreen every day for at least the past five years. That's like my number one Holy Grail product. Which one? Glow screen or unseen? Yeah, glow Which- screen. Yeah. screen. Amazing. Didn't they just come out with a new product as well? I feel like I've been seeing it all over my feed. Yeah. I feel like they've come out with makeup too. Yeah. They're really doing it all good for yeah. them. Started with the jet lag mask. Yeah. How did you curl your hair today? Cause it looks unreal. Dyson air up. Okay. I need your tips on this then because I have the air wrap and it looks flawless for the first like 50 minutes and then mine drops. How do you get it to stay? Does your hair normally hold curl? It does. If I'm using a wand or like something that's really high heat, it will stay. But with the Dyson, 10 minutes. Really? Okay. So mine, I like want, like, that's why I've been messing with it. Cause I, I literally finished it like two minutes before this recording. I want it to go down. I went through a phase where that was happening with my hair with the Dyson, but normally it holds it. It doesn't hold it like how it does at the beginning though, but I typically want like a looser blowout. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That did happen to me though. And I did start using a curling iron and then I just went back to it and I totally forgot that happened. So I actually have no idea. It's just now starting to hold again. It is the Christmas season, which of course means lots of yummy things family feasts, chocolate, wine, puddings, and all of the fun things that come with the holidays. It's also the time for gift giving and what better way to show someone you care about them than to give the gift of self-care. I'm sure we have all experienced that holiday slump when you've overindulged and lost your healthy habits, but the good news is I am here to help you and your loved ones stay on track. By squeezing in a daily Shaped by Sophie workout or swapping out one of your usual guilty pleasures for one of my healthier festive recipes, you can prevent the holiday slump and stay on your A-game while still being able to indulge. Just because it's the holidays, it doesn't mean you can't still feel great and I am here to personally guide you along the way. With any of our yearly or premium plans, you get a free one-on-one consultation with myself where I will create a personalized program for you consisting of workout schedules, meal plans, and healthier lifestyle changes. I have even better news. I have had Santa's elves go ahead and curate all of you Not So Simple Life listeners an exclusive holiday coupon code. By using the code SIMPLE at checkout, you get 20% of all yearly membership plans. This offer is only valid during December, so grab it before it's too late. If you are looking to gift a subscription, you can now buy holiday gift cards on the website shapedbysophie.com. Happy holidays. Do you use products before? Because that's what I've been told is the magic sauce, but I am not a big product person for my hair, so I never know what to do. Yeah, I'm not either. My sister recently was like, you're killing your hair and you need to start using these products. And she does my hair. So I was like, okay, fine. Um, And I don't remember exactly what I use. It's just whatever she gave me. And it's like a blowout styling spray. So I'll do that. And then I have to dry my hair a little bit, at least after I um, shower, because I have like extensions. So you have to have, like, you need to dry your wefts. So I'll do that. And then I also have like a CBD, um, like serum that she gave me for my hair. That's for the hair. Yeah. That I put in and I, it makes my hair very smooth, but I do now put in like a pre-styling blowout spray. Maybe that helps. Yeah. Well, it looks amazing. (laughs) All right. I want to change course a little bit. I want to get into reading because I know you're a massive reader and I also love reading, but if anyone out there 
doesn't enjoy it so much and they're just not a big reader, what would your pitch be to try to sell them more on it? So I grew up a huge reader. Like I had stacks of like Jeannie B. Jones and Nancy Drew next to my bed. I've always loved reading. As I got older and again, when I talk about how like I'm always like, what's next? Looking for the next thing. Like I want to achieve this and whatever. I started only reading nonfiction because I thought that if I was going to read, it was like height up, like peak hustle culture as well. But I felt like if I was going to read, it had to be something that was like, quote unquote, productive. So then over the pandemic, I went back to reading fiction more regularly. I used to read, I would read like one fiction book a year in during that time. But I found that I actually got more out of reading fiction books that I really enjoyed. And I love a good nonfiction book, but like I love reading fiction as a hobby. I was learning more from them one. And also it gave me really strict boundaries. I love my Kindle. That makes me read so much more. And it's just really healthy. I've heard that it's a form of meditation. And I don't know if that's true, but I like to tell myself that. And also I was going through a break, like a big breakup at the time. And at night when you're just sitting there and you're overthinking and it makes everything worse about the situation, I was reading. So I couldn't be thinking about the breakup because Mm -hmm. I was reading books and that helped me so much, but also it gave like, I don't know, just like having a hobby and a different interest that doesn't really have to do with a job or work or whatever but that's also like kind of community driven like there's always conversations around books is very rewarding but I Mm -hmm. think you have to start with a book like you have to find the right books like people love Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Last Christmas in Parish, my favorite thriller is Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier like you have to just you have to find the book that you love and then it'll get easier. I always say to people who are struggling sleeping or have like insomnia I might take a book to bed and for like yeah. 10 minutes before bedtime pick up your book and read it and it sends me straight to sleep if I'm on my yeah. phone I'll get sucked into TikTok or whatever it is for the next hour but a book sends me straight to it's so relaxing very relaxing you mentioned the defining decade earlier what is another book that you love for just like self-care self-help anything in that department let me think of hold on let me pull up my goodreads are you a Gabrielle mm-hmm. Bernstein fan Oh, I, yes, I accidentally, I accidentally, I actually (laughs) recently read a book by her. Let me make sure I don't, it was super attractor. So good. I love that. I love her. Like she is so incredible. So I love Gabby Bernstein. I'm really bad. I love Ed Milet. So like the power of one more, if anyone listens to this podcast, like it's basically the podcast. I also like memoirs a lot. Like I learn a lot through them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, Good Morning Monster was really good too. And like the mental health space. But I don't know. I know there's like a ton of nonfiction. I'm just bad at thinking of them like on the mm-hmm. spot. Yeah, love it. I feel like Gabby Bernstein is just like a very easy read though. It's not too heavy for anyone. Yeah. It was pushed on me when I was struggling at one point and I pushed it back so hard. I don't want it. I don't want it. Finally, I like read 30 minutes just to say I tried it and I hated it. And I was like completely into it. I finished it in like three or four days. Such a good, easy read. But another pivot here. So we know you are a big T-Swift fan. We are as well. I was actually scouted in Dallas at the Taylor Swift concert when I was 16. Like I hold a good space for her in my heart. So I want to talk about this a little bit. What do you think of the new album? Have you signed up for the tour tickets? Yes, I have. I love the new album. Like I am listening to it nonstop. I don't understand like the hate that it's getting. I was like, I was shocked. I love would have, could have, should have. That's probably my favorite. I also, I don't I honestly like love the whole thing. I will definitely be there. I want to go both nights in Dallas and then I want to go in Nashville. I might go to like four or five nights. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I signed up as well for the two Dallas nights and then one in New York. So for anyone listening, if you think you're going to want tickets and you didn't know this, you have to go onto her Instagram, Taylor Swift's, and there's a link and you have to actually register as a fan to even have a chance to get tickets. So do not miss out on that. But I feel like the album had to grow on me. I honestly didn't love every song at first, but also TikTok helps when you start seeing one of the songs on TikTok, all of a sudden you like become becomes so much more catchy totally well who do you idolize it is it taylor swift do you have anyone that you really look up to like where do you find your inspiration from it is dolly parton i am literally obsessed with her like (laughs) i love her she's done so much like amazing like philanthropy work as well or philanthropy work as well she's done a lot in the reading space too 
Um, and I just love that woman. Like literally, actually, guys, this is right in front of me. <laughs> a friend got me this for my birthday like three years ago. I love her. Oh my god, so she's got a candle right now with Dolly Parton's face on it. <laughs> I literally love her so much. Oh, so funny. I love. Iconic. Is there anyone else in your life? Like, where do you get your inspiration from? It could be career inspiration or just like personal life. Is there anyone else as well, or is it all Dolly Parton? I mean, like, largely it's a lot of Dolly Parton. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm inspired by my friends a lot and just, like, the kind of people that I want to be. I'm really inspired by my friend Jessa Hastings because I just, like, love how she handles life and, like, having differing opinions and, like, like spirituality and things like that. I don't know. I used to be, like, really – I love Casey Musgraves, but she's just, like, really not even around anymore, you know? Like, she keeps so much to herself that I feel like I'm not even there. I also – I mean, obviously, I, like, love Taylor Swift as well. Casey yeah. Musgraves does, like, a whole Adele thing. She kind of just comes in and yes. out. She comes in hot, and then she, like, backs away and keeps it cold yeah. for, like, a good couple years. Which I get and I can respect. I just, like, miss her being around more, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, I want to talk about goals. Goals are a funny one because it can add so much pressure into like our daily lives. But are you a fan of setting goals? Do you have any long-term goals and insight maybe for the O kind, anything like that? Yeah, I am a big fan of setting goals. I am not someone who has like a five-year plan, but I have goals and things that I want to achieve. Like for myself personally, I want to do a lot more hosting like in person. I want to be hosting at like the CMAs and the AC. Like I want to do like more like country music hosting. And then for the Okind, I mean, there's so many goals with that, but I want to expand more into like home stuff. I want like a long-standing pop-up. I want more events and things. I definitely always have a lot of goals. It's just, I don't have like a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Are you a vision board type of girl? Yes, very much so. Okay. Well, I just launched a business as well, like three months ago and I was never a vision board girl, but now that I feel like I'm so like driven, I'm like, I need a vision board. It's like on, it's on my list for the next month or so. It's helpful. I'm a visual learner too. So like I need to be able to see something. So it's just very helpful. Yeah. I love setting goals. I think it's an important thing, but I don't like to put a time limit on it. If I don't meet that time limit, then I, I feel like I failed and it's it's not so good for me. So I feel like set a goal, but don't be so strict on the timeline. Yeah. 100%. Or just like pop, like you're not going to achieve, if you have it for a year, like whatever, if you achieve half of it, amazing. That's so good. And just like move it to the next year, mm-hmm. but it's hard to like not be hard on yourself during I that. I just sometimes like I'm setting, I'm doing too much to where I know it's impossible in a year. So I'm like, I'll get as much done as possible. And this will, you know, like and sometimes things I'm like, I don't want to do that for another three years, but I need it on my vision board now. So it's like happening, you know? Yeah. Things take time. I know things take more time than you realize. Like I just launched a fitness website where I have all my workouts on there. And I was like to everyone, yeah, it's going to be out in June. It's like almost ready to go. And I literally launched like one week ago. what the hell was the delay but it it took so much longer than you think but I just I'm not gonna let it get to me it's out now so if it's taking longer than usual for any of you guys listening it'll happen just keep going with it don't give up just because it's taking a little bit longer than you think totally well we always like to wrap our episode with finding out your go-to products that you literally can't live without so three products or gadgets what comes to mind straight away the super goop glow screen I love that so many of our guests say that it's my like number one go-to. I always need a lip balm. I'm someone like I won't wear makeup most of the time. I'm not very good at it. And I'm also just lazy. So I need to get a lip balm. I like the summer Fridays a lot. It just depends on what I have in my bag at that time. Um, But summer Fridays is like tried and true. And then I feel like a clear brow gel. Like right now I use milk makeup, but a clear brow gel is really nice because typically I will do sunscreen I'll do skin, like skincare, sunscreen, lip balm, and eyebrows, and that's it. Amazing. I'm always on a hunt for a good eyebrow gel, and I just tried makeup by Mario's from a friend the other day. It was very good. You have okay, to try it. Try. I need to try. Yeah. Well, I want everyone to know where they can go and find you. So can you let everyone know your social media handles, where they can find your podcast, your live show, website, all the things? Perfect. So my handle or you can find me on Instagram at Kenzie Elizabeth, YouTube, Kenzie Elizabeth. My TikTok is Kenzie the Texan. And then the Okine is the Okine on everything. And my podcast is I Love You So Much with Kenzie Elizabeth. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kenzie. This was so much fun. Perfect. Thank you for having me.
Wow, that was truly just such a fun, incredible episode to record with Kenzie. And we're so grateful that you guys all stuck around to hear the conversation. But now we are heading into our Q&A, where two of our lovely listeners submitted questions for us to answer on the show. Let's get into it. Number one, what are some good Christmas gifts for the girls in your life? I don't know, maybe like a fitness subscription. <laughs> I'm joking. <But laughs> Undo not joking. the booze. <laughs> Absolutely. Apart from obviously Kylie and I's things, um, I actually made a list recently. Let me pull it up so I can give you guys some inspiration. Ooh. So I'm actually doing something a little bit more personal. I'm not going for like these items that are from like chain or Amazon products or whatever, all these things that everyone else has. I'm going for something that's super personalized with each person. And so, for example, if I say it, they're going to fucking know. Okay, wait, I need a minute to think about this. You go first. Okay, it is a tough one. Um, And like I said, I'm very last minute (laughs) every year, so I haven't fully got there yet. But I just love Byredo, which is a perfume brand. And I just saw that you can personalize the bottle. So it's their normal signature scents, but you can put their name on it. I think that's nice. I also just saw this really nice cashmere type of throw on Bobble Bar, B-A-U-B-L-E Bar, and you can put like initials on it or something. I thought that was really cute. Also, if the pressure to give your girlfriend a gift or vice versa is like really weighing on you guys, go for drinks. Treat each other to like a really nice dinner and just say like, this is our Christmas gift to each other. Go for a spa day. It doesn't always have to be just a gift. Yeah. And I actually did that for one of the girls in my life. I bought them a subscription for like a flower thing. So they get delivered flowers once a month. And I thought that was really cute. It's not the usual kind of gift, but yeah, go for something like a subscription or like a experience. Love it. Absolutely. All righty. The next one we have best tips to find balance around the holidays. Honestly, just try to stick to your routine as much as you can. Whatever the things are that help you feel balanced. For me, it's working out. For me, it's taking a little bit of alone time, spending time with my dog. Try your best to fit those in. Even though the holidays can be so crazy and you're traveling this and that, find the things that balance you during the rest of the year and just try and make time for those things during the holidays as well. That's what always helps me. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, Of course, we're all going to splurge and our routines are going to be a little bit thrown off, but just try to stick to them wherever you can. And just because you're eating a little bit worse than usual or not working out as often doesn't mean you should let everything go to shit. Like try to find your routine and stick to it as much as you can. Absolutely. But thank you guys so much for submitting these questions and for tuning in today. We are so excited to wrap up the year with this episode and we can't wait to see you guys the first week of January for our next episode. In the meantime, don't forget to click that subscribe button and follow us on Apple Podcasts. And head on over to our Instagram page. On there, you can submit any of your questions and we will answer them right here on the show. See you in the new year.